0: pyramid scheme they don't talk about it
1: they buy all the shit for you they take it to work it's fucked up your parents have to do your work for you oh
0: oh all right bro salut salut
1: kick off man all right it's 28th episode 100 podcast uh today i brought in my boy jimmy is actually my second time kicking it with him uh, we met through my buddy, Jason Arroyo, and uh, I just know, obviously, you know more about vacation rentals, real estate, than the average 20, 30-year-old, and that's kind of why I brought you on. I just want you to kind of give us some information today, make this an educational podcast for us. Cool, man. So, yeah, so what got you into the real estate? What got you into, I guess, the vacation rentals, because not, is it real estate considered real estate, or is it? I think
0: it's a, like a branch of real estate for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it falls under the umbrella. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for having me, man. Um, real estate wasn't something I thought I'd ever get into. I'm like a natural salesperson, but I think a lot of people that have sales ability think that they can get into real estate easily. Um, so I was in San Diego, I went to school at San Diego state, um, economics degree. And I knew that I I wanted to find something with sales and economics. And just like when I started seeing how much real estate agents were making at the time, I was like, I want to be a part of that. So Mm -hmm. Um, at that time I was looking into getting my real estate license, but San Diego is a competitive market. Um, something I learned quickly is like, you need to know your region to be successful. So there's people that have been doing it for so long. So to move up quickly, it's very difficult. Can't, Actually. Yeah. Even, you can't expect to move quick. Even here in
1: the Valley. I, uh, I, I worked for uh, a real estate, couple of real estate agents and I knew one real estate agent that worked strictly in one club like in one country club and does that is that
0: happen even like san diego is that like a normal thing you work in just one little spot i think you become specialized in your areas right so Yeah, yeah you get a confidence level if you are the expert within this district or this area right so there's so many pockets within san diego i was overwhelmed i was just like i don't think i could be successful in this um so transitioning and like the next opportunity was actually i'm from here from the coachella valley um Coachella's always been a big thing, right? And we know people come in here, they rent houses. Where do they stay? And uh I learned what property management was mm-hmm. um through people that were working here in Palm Springs and I just wanted to learn the industry. So like my first real move into real estate was actually under property management. Um and when people talk about property management, they think of like apartment complexes um, like a superintendent that takes care of like yeah, the yeah. pipes are broken, the lights are out. Um, yeah, so yeah. I had no understanding of what it was. Um, but I decided to move back here to learn it, and uh, yeah, I worked for a company here called Vacation Palm Springs. Um, and at the time they had about four hundred vacation rentals throughout the Coachella Valley. Um, so they gave me my first like shot into
1: it. And how was that? How was the property management? What did What'd you learn along the way, I guess? Yeah. What, how did it help you in your next step?
0: It was eye-opening because it's an industry I had no idea existed. I just knew people rented houses, but I didn't understand how the houses came to be rented, how they got furnished, um, what it took to continue renting, right? Yeah, like, I figured yeah, these big yeah. groups would come in and like enjoy the house, but things get broken. Maintenance needs to happen. So like, my agreement with the owner of that company at the time was just to be a sponge. And they were helpful enough to allow me to kind of move position to position. So one of my first positions was the actually, as a property manager, checking the houses before they got rented and after the guests checked out. To so just
1: see if anything was broken, Exactly, walk
0: the walls. So I appreciate that position because it like fundamentally gave me uh, a eye for detail because I was able to see what's wrong, right? Um, so you can't I, just let shit go. You exactly. Yeah, you you yeah. can, but that's the that and that, that's a deciding moment as a company or like as a person is like, do you just let shit slide because it's not the best like like route? Like like oh like, yeah, the TV's kinda broke or the Wi Fi's a little bit weak. How does that affect the guests? So that was the first time me actually putting um like other people's best interests for their experience come in there. Um so it was it was a good stepping stone and then I became like, into the reservations aspect of things. So mm. then I was actually being able to, like, have relationships with the people that were visiting the Coachella Valley. And understanding guys, why, understanding why they're it. here, right? It's not just Coachella. Um, we Talk to the actual customers. They're exactly. actually figuring it
1: out. Yeah. Getting down in the, the back
0: end of it. What's, what's your need? Why are you here, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm here for a wedding. I'm here because I'm a snowbird. I'm here because I'm, like, I'm a cancer survivor right now. But, like, I'm in rehab, so I need to be in a safe environment right, like, that like, makes sense, makes like sense. and it's beautiful here, right, like, I think that's the coolest thing about yeah. the Coachella Valley, it's just like, um,
1: it's kind of weird for the people that live here, the residents, you know, we we look at it as a desert, and you know, we think we're like living in hell, but you got all these celebrities and stuff that always come down here and visit, and yeah. not even during, like you said, not just during Coachella, they visit just, yeah, once the, the weather gets good, I guess, it's like, it's nice over here. I I
0: shed I shed that mindset when I started visiting four hundred different homes because then you realize why people are coming here, what's special about the desert, and people have been visiting here for years, bro. Like like you mentioned, like this was like the Hollywood getaway from yeah. the Rat Pack. You think about Elvis has houses here, like foundationally, like the desert was such a cool place to be in the seventies. Yeah, but we have the largest collection of mid century homes in the world. So like if you're into architecture. Like, this is a good place to be. And at the time, while I'm doing this role, I didn't know any of this, right? So, it was interesting to start developing a passion and a respect for something that you didn't know existed. Yeah, you're like, the Valley's actually pretty
1: pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. How was... So, so I guess from there now, now what are you doing? What's your, what's your focus yeah,
0: now? So like, I guess the come up from there or like how I kind of transitioned was, um, I saw all these homes and while I'm working for vacation Palm Springs, um, I naturally progressed into different positions and I had the opportunity to onboard more houses, meaning like talking to homeowners to get them interested about renting their house. Or there was something called OTAs and an OTA is an online travel agency. Um, and these are sites that you may have been familiar with before, like home away Flipkey, VRBO, these are websites where you can rent houses short term. And then there was this thing that I heard about and I had no idea what it was called Airbnb. And this is like 2014, 15, um, where I started just kind of being in discovery mode and trying to understand what is this and how can I integrate it into my company. So, Um. So I basically took the portfolio of the 400 homes and at that time it was almost 500 homes and I put it onto Airbnb. They were already on these other OTAs, gotcha. but they were not on Airbnb. And I knew nothing about Airbnb, so like, uh-huh. I had to do my homework to be successful on Airbnb. But I took those, I would say, 400 homes at the time, put them on one account, and was extremely successful. Because if you like take some of these amazing houses in Palm Springs, like I said, architecturally beautiful, they're going to rent quickly. Yeah. So the success was almost immediate. Um, and fast forward from that was basically... Um, Getting noticed by Airbnb in San Francisco Um, So they recruited me away Because they saw the success that I had here in the desert And and
1: so this company This company you worked for You came in and you are just like I just want to be a sponge And so you didn't just do what you were basically You know instructed to do Oh my my son Uh, You didn't do what you were just instructed to do You just went above and beyond You know what I'm saying You just went uh, You just went is that just how you always have been? What, what made you that way? What made you just kind of, I'm just going to yeah figure out how to make this company the best it can be. And it's not even mine. You, it's not even mine. You know, it was
0: interesting. I think my manager at the time had a lot of confidence and trust and that allowed me to be an entrepreneur. So he, um, in spirit, I had kind of went through all these different roles. Yeah. And then I found a place where like, here's something that's not being done. Um, do you allow and trust me to try to build something? So with that, I took it really seriously because I treated it like it was my own business. Um, so each home, I had pride as I was building it, right? I cared yeah. about the photos, the detail. Everything that I did um, in prior roles led to me to respect and want to do well within my own like sub-business within Vacation Palm Springs. Yeah, you um, and
1: then that's kind of, I guess, what got you to Airbnb, to getting seen from the Airbnb San Francisco.
0: Yeah, I think it's like having pride and passion right like when, when yeah. i t- when i talk about it and, and i still feel this way today um it's exciting right like you give someone the ability to become an entrepreneur and rent their house out and make revenue um so i think like yeah i got lucky because i created a relationship with um a, like at that time an account manager mm-hmm. um and he saw my level of passion and asked me to interview for airbnb and that's a dream scenario right like you're here in the desert you like are feeling what's going on and you're like I like this industry and then one of the best companies comes out to you and says you have an opportunity to work for them. Um, so I was like very excited to to get there. Um, and it had me moved to San Francisco. So like I've been in, I was in San Francisco for the last four years and just recently moved back in October.
1: How, uh, how was, I want to, I want to get into you actually owning your own house and then you, cause you rented out, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. But, uh, but how was just before that, since you even, you mentioned it, what, uh, how was San Francisco? How was the life over there? Was was did did you like? Yeah, it? you, you know
0: what's crazy. So like, I'll think about the like I was interviewing for Airbnb, and uh, this is like a like a, a tr- the truest story for San Francisco at the time. So I'm from the Bay. I was born in the Bay Area. Like I like love saying I'm from the Bay. Like hyphy, all that kind of yeah, stuff is yeah, who, yeah. who I was for such a long time. So I was excited to move back and say this is home again, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, as I got there, I rented a place on Airbnb in a sketchy neighborhood, right? So like I didn't know at the time that it was not the best neighborhood. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a cheap place that I could get and then once again I like I love Airbnb you so know? I wanted to I'm good at that. Uh, sure. Um so like I go through there and I remember spending the night and then like I'm getting ready for my interview, I'm going to walk to Airbnb and when I open up the door there was a guy laid out with a needle in his arm and like just passed out, right? Damn. And this is like the realest moment for me cuz obviously I mean there's like different levels of drug use. Um, but this is my first time. And this is right outside your door. Right outside, like... right outside the door that I'm getting in, and, and the walk to to Airbnb at the time is maybe 15 minutes away. Um, but it was just eye opening mindset wise, and like, um, I realized you know, like I'm in a city. I moved from Palm Springs, or I've been in a couple cities, but this is a real city, like uh, big
1: city. This is a city city. Big yeah, city. Lot lot, of lots
0: of like activity. And you're like stimulated by what's going on right there's cars honking traffic like everything Um, so i think that was the biggest like mindset change um but like it's not all bad right so like that's just my initial thoughts of what's going on my if i was to take anything away from the four years that i was there is like the people that are in san francisco are special in the sense that like we're all kind of implants right like there's people from the east coast everyone's kind of living there and i'm mainly because of the tech culture like obviously a lot a lot lot of uh different companies there um but there's something special going on in the city and like people are just really wanting to be connected and like there's always something fun to do
1: i loved i lived in arizona for a little bit and i lived just outside of phoenix i I lived in mesa i was a brand rep for uh, oakley so i'd like I'd travel every day, you know, for work. I'd be going to different stores and stuff in Phoenix or, you know, different cities around there. And I love just the drive and looking at the buildings and shit, you know. Like, you feel like there's opportunity. You see those buildings, you're like, all right, I feel like I can do something here. You know, you can make a difference. Like, you have a chance to be something. I don't know if that's how you feel in San Francisco. But that's that's what I – and I lived in a big city for – and Phoenix isn't San Francisco. Not even close, but – but I lived there for maybe, like, four months, dude. And I loved it. I love just driving through the city every day. There's an energy, right? Yeah, and yeah.
0: A, and, like, yeah, similarly, I would say that. So, like, I grew up in the Bay Area. But, like, um, my family, like, I had some background that's Chinese, right? So, like, we'd be in Chinatown. And just even from a young age, you see the hustle and bustle of a city. Uh-huh. And you just... Are fascinated and you can just feel money and like energy moving around. So yeah. So yeah. growing up, it was always like the Bay, right? And yeah. like San Francisco is just a, such a special place, um, because of its people, right? And I think like the history now of San Francisco is much different because of tech culture. So they throw around gentrification quite a bit because, um, I mean it's true, it's changing, mm, but not all change mm. is bad. And like you can. You can still see parts of San Francisco that are true. That you are still know? San Francisco. hundred yeah. percent. Still the bay. Yeah. And like it's its people, right? And like I think the new the new community is changing that a little bit. So yeah, that's a little bit yeah. of a bummer for me because I, if I'm proud about the Bay and I'm saying all these things, mm-hmm. like it's hard to say we're now Bay Area, right? Yeah. So, when you grew up and it was different. It was yeah, a different. Yeah. different. It ways. it was just a different vibe at the time, but yeah. I mean, but I, I still love it. Um, I, I'll rep my Giants all day. I'm a 49ers fan. You're all San Francisco. So, huh? All San all San Francisco. I actually got it tatted on me. Um, what about like, are you Golden State? Uh, you know, so what's strange enough? I grew up in Modesto, like like mid mid life, so uh-huh. I actually became a Kings fan. I like that. I, like no, no I, I enjoy
1: that. You know why? Because there's so many bullshit-ass Warriors fans out
0: there, dude, after they won a couple of those championships. I have, I have mad respect for the Warriors. I've been to Warrior Games. Um, you know, I love what they have chemistry-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've gone to a couple games with KD there. So I've been there during its, its best times. Um, but, yeah, as far as basketball, like, I, I think you got to be true to the team that you, like, idolized when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, right? Like you yeah. can't switch it up. So I mean like yes, yeah, so I a bandwagon. I'm I'm in the Bay. I'm I'm gonna support the Warriors if I'm there if against any other team, but like it's gonna be if it's Kings Warriors, that's what it is. Here I grew up here, so how many Laker games I watched, you know what I mean? I'm I'm a Kobe fan, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, regardless, yeah. right? You got to be a Kobe fan. You're a player fan like and now,
1: I'm a I'm a LeBron fan. I think just cuz I'm a little bit younger than you. Yeah. So I kind of grew up and LeBron was like my guy, you know. That was like my Kobe. And Kobe was still like you know, still like Kobe. But yeah. LeBron was my guy. But uh how do you feel about the NBA this year? You think the NBA is gonna you think they're gonna finish the season or you think that's just done for the season?
0: I'm, you know, there's a lot of question marks and Do you like, watch it? Yeah, yeah, I do. But it, it it's and it sucks to see the energy that there was like it was such a good season. The Lakers for, for, were yeah, the, it the Lakers are killing it. Um it's it was just like You kill momentum. Exactly. And, like, how do you come back to that? And I think the NBA, if anything, was probably the most effective sport with media, right? You think of Rudy Gobert, and you think of, like, you know, just what happened. And and, and it seemed like the NBA was the precedent that kind of set all the lockdowns.
1: Exactly, just because multiple people got the coronavirus, you know, and yeah. the guy that was even joking around about it is the guy that got it, and then um, multiple people on his team. And-
0: one of my coworkers had sent me, and uh, we're from the Bay, I'm a big Niners fan, Niners uh, lost the Super Bowl, I'm sad about that, obviously, right, but, like, yeah. there was... At uh, least they were in the Super Bowl, bro. They worked hard. At and, least and, yeah, and, 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 they made the playoffs, how I, I was I went to the, the <laughs> Packers-Niners uh, game, that was a lot of fun, and I went with family, and that was one of my most memorable... Sports experiences, right? Really? Um, but like, of course, I wanted them to win the Super Bowl. But a, a report went out that like, had they won the Super Bowl, the like parade that would have happened in the city could have started the epidemic of coronavirus first within San Francisco. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. that article, and I think I want to say it's the Washington Post. Or it's a, it's a credible source, right? Um, it could have been a different hand that's been dealt. Um, so, that's like, pretty interesting. It's crazy. I was just there in March, right, or end of February, and like I'm so glad that I went prior to all this right now. Yeah. I was yeah. saying I, I live there, um, but I decided to move. I had an opportunity here in October, November, so I moved here. Um, but like I couldn't imagine being in San Francisco right now during a lockdown. It it changes your mindset a little bit. Yeah. I'm still checking in with my friends and family out there. Like, um, it, it's it's tough because you don't have enough space.
1: You know. This coronavirus, it's just, it's just so crazy. I've never, obviously, I feel like a lot of us have never really experienced anything like this, you know, anything where just the whole country is shut down, and you're just yeah. like, just wait and see, basically, you know, and just kind of see when they decide it's time. I don't know. <laughs> it's, dude. It's, it's
0: unprecedented, it's, man. Like, um, but I will say, like, now's the time to be creative. Now's the time to be optimistic. Yeah. Um, like, there, I think there's a lot of it, obviously, it's not great that people are passing away, but within that, I think people are forced to be creative right now.
1: Yeah, and I feel like I feel like now this time, you know, you got so much time at home, and maybe some people are off, you know, they, they they got laid off or don't have their jobs. Maybe this is the time to work on your passion. You know, maybe write down some ideas, write down a, a business you want to start, or you know, start start something different. You know, yeah. do something that you actually enjoy and and try to enjoy life, enjoy your family because. You know, this is this is something that I don't think we're gonna go through again. A lot of us, this might be a one time thing for us. This pandemic. I hope we don't go through
0: this again. It, it's a kickoff to the decade. So, to yeah, the like decade. if you think about it, it's it's, it's, it's twenty twenty, right? Like, like yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. Um, I've been posting a lot for myself because I think like millennials. We use that term a lot. We're so reminiscent of how great the two thousands were. The music, know, the, 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 know, music the music, right, and I think the last tragedy, if, if if anything large, like I think as far as loss, you think of September eleventh, right, and I yeah. think like if you look at the time after that, how fun music culture, just like, like how
1: how how proud people were to be American,
0: you know, it was like it. damn, I
1: love this shit, I love the yeah. United States, I love. I love my neighbor. I want to just enjoy my time with my neighbor, you know? And it was a weird time. I, I, I definitely feel you on that shit. Like, And I was, at that time, what, 2001? So, I was maybe, maybe six. And I oh, still damn. remember that shit. Six yeah. or seven, you know? And I still remember the different... The way people were, you know. We were, you know, all those flags on people's cars and shit. People were, like, it, American.
0: It's crazy because it was a one time of, like, it's a day, right? We remember yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're living through months of isolation. And, like, I think just people right now have a, a natural, like, ability to navigate through this situation. And some people were having a hard time. You know what I mean? We just don't see it right now. Yeah, But yeah, like yeah. There will be greatness that comes from this, but there's also a lot of people hurting. So I think that's, I think that's interesting. It's ongoing. And I think even today, man, like it's, it's just like hard. There's not one day where you're like, oh, things are a little bit weird, right? You It feels like it's a normal day, but then you realize, oh shit, I'm at the store today and everyone's wearing a mask. Exactly. And you
1: can't even like, you you think about getting food and it's only, I can only go do pickup. I can't go to the movies. I can't. You can't go anywhere, you know? Like, not, everything's closed down. Everywhere is just pickup only. Everywhere is only allowing... Even if you go to a gas station, a lot of gas stations are allowing, like, one person in at a time. It's yeah. like... It's just that it's weird. It's a weird time. Social
0: man. dynamics will be different for the next year or two, and I think it's, a, sure. it's a rebound, right? And, for like, sure. that's what I'm thinking of, like, even within, our like, my industry that I'm working in and things like that. Like, how are things going to look two, five years from... What do you, what do you
1: feel... Especially since you're kind of in the in not that you're like, you know exactly in the industry. But how do you feel about Coachella? Do you think Coachella is going to happen this year? Do you think Coachella is
0: so really so yeah? Like October? I'm a, I'm a homeowner and I also rent my house right. So yeah. I think that I like I like the revenue and the Coachella Valley is an event heavy space right. So you think about it, we're now going into May. How many weddings would have happened right now, right? Yeah, like a yeah, lot of weddings yeah, have been yeah. postponed um coachella is an event where hundreds of thousands of people are golfing man golfing a lot of people missing out on that golf course i mean they're still golfing right now (laughs) i feel like i I think i I think that's that's still happening ad hoc because the golf courses are being watered a coachella is an event where the world expects to try to fly in and be a part of it right so i think like um like you have international love and you get a lot of outbound travel and attention to the coachella valley so our local businesses man are, are hurting right now. And we're going into slow season, which is our summertime. Mm-hmm. So, rebound yeah, rebounds gonna be hard. Um, I was very optimistic about an October lineup, right? Um, and that changes the dynamic of travel, right? We've never had a season start in October outside of Desert Trip. Desert Trip um, kind of just got dropped in one time type of concert. Paul McCartney, you have big names. Uh-huh. Um, but younger people weren't paying for that. It was really people that had money. That said, I want to stay at a nice house to see these yeah, legends, right, yeah, perform. Yeah. Now, if you change it and you say October is the date for Coachella, um, what does that mean for next year, right? Is, does it still happen in April with a, such a... When sh- it's
1: so close. I so, didn't even think about that. Yeah, It's, it's like, the first what,
0: time I've actually thought about that. Yeah. What's the turnaround for that and, like, um, how do you get people... What is that, five months? You've been to Coachella?
1: Yeah, I've been to Coachella. How close are you to people?
0: Like, think, you're think, think right about,
1: up next, to especially if you're in in one of those tents, dude. Sahara tent, bro. Like, it's, it's hard, a yeah. big, big per- artist, dude. That you're you're right up, you're touching people. So you're how to so it. how
0: do you feel? How do you get the public comfortable with such a like? Obviously, right now we're like six feet. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you yeah. have to do all these these measures. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. How do you introduce that within? Like, here we are in almost May, right? We're in, we're, we're talking about six months from now. How do you change the stigma of someone's mindset to say, I'm comfortable to be next to this person? Just be right next to someone. It's very difficult person. for these... And we're all sweating events. and just, just, you know, yeah. moisture's hitting everybody. So so I think to answer your question, is it's, it's going to be the job of these events, like a golden voice, to understand what are the protocols to get people comfortable... But you're gonna lose a lot of attendance. I don't think in an October event is gonna be as many people, international especially, right? Like I think like I think of the Australians or anyone that's coming in from Europe, how comfortable or how able will they be to actually come to this event? Um so it'll be a much different year. And like I, I'm hopeful that it happens, but realistically, um I wouldn't be surprised if they postpone it as well or cancel it altogether. And just
1: go to April yeah. for the next year. And 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 I, my thought also was was how many, how different is the lineup gonna be you know because what it what did these these people probably had other plans for October yeah. you know they had other tours you know Shout lined out to Coachella up for
0: having to navigate almost one of the hardest re-confirmation, yeah. right yeah um, did you happen
1: to see that Coachella documentary
0: no I I watched some of it actually it was I, interesting I, it, it the, was fir- right. the first day I think I was I was watching it um. It's one of those things that was like, I'm, I am i don't want to, like, I'm so attached to Coachella that, like, I didn't want to dwell, because I think everyone here in the desert goes to Coachella, um, and it's like, this is our first year of missing it, as locals, at, yeah, as, as yeah, anything, right? Yeah. Even even the years I've moved away, um, it's it's been a, a point of, like, I need to get out here, even if it's for a day.
1: Even the vibes um, during Coachella, you know, it's just. It's active. Some of my
0: my best friendships have been made from just connecting through a random concert. And that's why I love festivals for that. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm hopeful. I like, I I think we'll return to it, but I'm, I'm doubtful. That's, that's the answer right now. Now,
1: now going off the, you know, the festival to the vacation rental topic. And I know you own your own home. What, what tips, I guess, would you give to people that want to rent their homes? Yeah. And you know, even people that want to own their own home, like, like just what tips would you give some people? especially uh, people that are in their 20s and 30s like like us, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think like I I think it took a long time for me to understand that it's possible um yeah. fi- financially it it's tough to say I'm going to own my own house. It's such an accomplishment. So I don't think it's like something that you um undermine by any means like like means, but you need to prepare for it. So like um it took me a while to feel comfortable with making an investment. Um, so pick the right house. Like, I think if anything, I looked at 20 different houses to feel comfortable and I love the house. Right. So, Uh uh um, it, like, I think assets are important and we talked about stocks earlier offside of this, but like, um, stocks are something you can't really like touch and feel. But your asset, your home, you're going to be proud of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, you, so, so feel proud yeah. about your space. It's tangible.
1: You know, You know this is worth something. I got structure. You got
0: structure. You got walls and everything. Yeah. So, um yeah, like, I think it took me... I was living in San Francisco when I bought a most recent house. And I have a couple other houses. Um, what I will say about the Coachella Valley is it's very affordable. Just know that the same value that you would get in San Francisco for two bedrooms in the millions right now were... You get a four bedroom house out here in the 300s to 500s. Um, so just plan accordingly. I think like make sure you save up. That's the biggest thing. Um, you need to have money down and ready. And then like the unforeseen thing is like maintenance. Like these houses are going to require you to invest in. Like it's hot out here. You got to buy a new AC, right? These yeah. are uh, these are things you don't think about when you get yeah, into yeah. the... Um, so that's it's, a couple thousand or whatever. It's the ongoing yeah. maintenance, right? Yeah. So like that was the initial things. But kind of going back to my initial job, right? Like I mentioned, I was going in uh, like with Vacation Palm Springs. I got Probably to see man, 400 man. homes that were just dope, right? And the, the Coachella Valley has so many nice homes that I was able to understand what kind of design I liked and what kind of homes I liked. Um, and that led a lot to the decision-making when I decided to buy a house.
1: I, um, I actually worked at Bighorn. I, I feel the same way. You know, you see those nice homes and you're like, wow like you know what a nice home is now like, yeah you know what i'm saying like, like okay i know the style there, I like. there's, levels. You know, like, there's levels there's levels yeah there's definitely levels
0: so with that like um i'll kind of like rewind it a little bit I, I took my childhood home right and i think something that everyone can probably relate to is that you were raised in your childhood home and your parents maybe you moved away maybe you're not with them anymore but like everyone has an extra home right or like maybe they're renting it long term um and the house isn't in great shape, right? Like these are houses that maybe we've had for years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I took it upon myself to renovate my first house. Um and it's not something I knew how to do, right? So like YouTube was my friend, but that's dangerous, right? Like I was doing demo projects by myself. Um and so
1: you were just doing this yourself. You I was doing it, it myself. Yeah. What I did
0: at the time it was my childhood home and I, I told my mom, she was, like we could have a long term renter. But what we could do is renovate it and try to put it on Airbnb. And this is while I was still in the desert and I'm looking at the 400 dope homes. And I uh, said, let me try to play around with this. I'll put my money into it, renovate the house, and the output will be we'll put it on Airbnb and get it rented. And like, I think something big for us is like, our parents don't understand this new world of the sharing economy, right? And they're kind of just in their ways, you know? It, it's like this, it's long term, it's this. So I it was a little bit of a battle, but I think when I put some of. My financials into it and said, I will invest in this. This is how, like, I believe in it. Um, The trust starts to get They built. saw you're
1: in there 100%. You're going for it.
0: And Well, and with that, they also saw my system that I was building at Vacation Palm Springs. So, they're like, he knows what he's doing. We'll, we'll run with it. It's his money as well. Yeah, so, yeah. I bought real good furniture. And I, like, I, d- I decided to renovate my first home. And I launched it. And, like, you know, like, I think there was a lot of trial and error in there. I spent a lot of money. Um, that I wouldn't do again, but like end result was pride in the fact that I got it done. Like you go live, you put it on Airbnb and you start seeing rentals and you're like, I I did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then you start seeing every weekend get booked and then you start seeing months get booked and that's extra revenue in your pocket. So the confidence level is like, let's do the next house or I can help someone renovate and do that. So I did, I did that three times over. Um, yeah. And at this point, yeah, I got two houses that I, I rent on Airbnb and like this last house, I'm super proud of it. Cause like I, like I put a year's worth of work and like design into it. So that makes me proud. You know, what tips do you
1: have? Especially you said there's a lot of money you spent that you wouldn't do again. Like, give me an example of one of those. One of those times, I guess. Yeah, uh, to, uh,
0: fix things a little bit. <laughs> I, I think it's <laughs> like adjust. don't go like know what you need to. You have to spend like the AC, right? Like yeah, your guests yeah, are yeah. gonna come here. It's one hundred and fifteen degrees. They're gonna use the AC. They're gonna drop it down to sixty degrees, and they might break your old system. Exactly, just because they're just like I want this shit cold. You know, that's yeah. the first thing they do. So yeah. get so so I invested in a Nest. I got brand new AC system. So I know that I have a reliable foundation to my home as opposed to spending money on um things that don't matter, right? Like like a sculpture or like things that like like, 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 like art you that you like it, it doesn't really matter that it's there. It doesn't deliver um any worth to the value of the guest being there it doesn't it's a cool really piece. like yeah it doesn't really like get you the guest yeah. or keep a guest you know it doesn't really like it's a fine line because you want the house to be cool enough for people to be like I want to stay there cuz it looks amazing right so you yeah, want to yeah. cap you want to capture design but you, like functionality is so important man so like i would say like focus on the functionality and what needs to be there um but like you could go down a rabbit hole and like, if you don't do your homework, you're gonna overspend. So most recent, I'll, I'll kind of like admit that I spent way too much on building a pool because um, I really wanted to have the sickest pool at my house. And it took, you know, I, I, I think he, they did a great job initially, but like at the same time, if you're not clear about your vision, they're not gonna know what you want. So you, you gotta have, know exactly. What you have, you have want. to know. You have to like map it out and say this is exactly what I'm looking for material wise. Here's the end state. Here's the example, right? So, like, and they need to base it off of that. Um, so, yeah, I would say, like, have a plan. That's the most important thing.
1: And since you're here working, like, you know, you obviously your houses are here in the Valley, do you have a city that you think is maybe the most valuable right now? Like, maybe, like, like for me, and not that, I don't know for sure, but I feel like Yucca, and it's not even in the Valley, but it's yeah. close enough, I think Yucca's a pretty interesting spot that is you know, continuing to continually growing and the prices are still pretty low. You know, you can sure. get a house for a real reasonable price.
0: Uh, do you have a valuable spot in mind? There's a lot of cities in the desert. And like, so one of the biggest pieces of advice I would say is understand who your local city council is. Okay. Um, because uh-huh. like they make the rules on what's going on within the area. That right? honestly
1: is nothing I've ever thought of. Yeah. So there you go. yeah. Cause like
0: you could buy something, but like they could tell you what you can and cannot do with, your space right yeah yeah so short term rentals you need to have a license you need to kind of do things correctly um so one of the biggest advice would say do your homework and understand what how how are short term rentals being treated within a certain city that's the important thing there um but if i was to think about hot cities man like i think the desert as i was mentioning is a hot vacation market right yeah, like yeah. um we're we're the we're such a drive market because people from san diego arizona um, our snowbirds from Canada, Minnesota, Washington, you see the license plates everywhere. Um, they're here to visit because of the beautiful weather. So like, I think we'll continuously see people using this as a retreat. Um, but if I was to hone in on like certain areas, I think it's not areas. It's more so the type of accommodation that's going to change, especially after Corona. Um, I think like people want to be distance and like. Larger, Like, once upon a time, I used to say having a, a property that maybe housed 15 people for a large group makes you more money. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. right now, larger groups are not going to happen as much, right? So, I actually think it's these unique accommodations. So, I would say, like, a Yucca, uh, Ida Wild. Um, got you. I, I think, like, you, these yeah. retreats and unique spaces where it's a little bit more distance. You're going to see people from L.A. and these bigger yeah. cities wanting to get away but also be... Um, ha- have a very nice place to go to.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I've i seen even, because I, I did some, I did drone photography, but I've seen some of those, even some of those, I forgot what the place is called, but it was, it was almost like a little trailer, you know, it looked like a little trailer, it was just like metal, you know, just straight metal, yeah. it almost looked like one of those, uh, It's an airstream. Almost an airstream, but it wasn't an airstream, but it looked yeah. like an airstream, you know yeah. what I'm saying, they just had like a, they have just the astro turf. they have a little picnic table, and you know, that shit didn't, doesn't cost nothing for them, you know, and, I, they're making money off that rental. It looks good. It's unique. Like people you said. are
0: flipping those and you're making some money. Um but it's about the space. Like like you know what I mean? Like I think what people yeah, want yeah. It, it, and like unfort like not unfortunately, but I think like what comes first is the Instagram ability. Like people Exact people, people, weird, people right? really yeah. want to go somewhere because they know they're gonna post it later. Um and, and look I, it, like they're having
1: a unique experience, you know look like they're having a one
0: once in a lifetime experience you know make people like oh, this is interesting it's it's a different way of traveling um to go back on like like and we're talking about like fundamentals on how I got started at airbnb uh, a story before I knew what Airbnb was, I decided to um travel on Airbnb right because I think one of the most important things is to put your shoes into like being the consumer if you're gonna be that host or you're going to be someone. That like is saying I'm this type of person, you should know the product, right? Yeah. So um yeah. like I went on a trip to Costa Rica and I booked the dopest Airbnbs, but I didn't know where they were in Costa Rica. So you can imagine if you were to say, I'm gonna go to this place, but you didn't know the cities. <laughs> I just picked, so I, crazy I just man. I went to three random places. And how was that? Very different. Um, I went to Tarquilus, which is like the alligator capital, and I went okay. to the jungle. And uh, that one was a beautiful Airbnb but like you don't know the logistics to get to the jungle so I That's took, what I was gonna say I took a, I took a bu- I took a bus and like I'm on the side of the road' where, like like walking almost 35 minutes through a dirt road with my my uh, my no luggage fucking way. yeah because yeah. I had no idea when I booked it that it's literally there's no cars that can access this place yeah you're just
1: like I'm going here this is this is the baddest fucking this is amazing like here's a
0: view of the, the re- like like wow. the, like the, like, the like, you have everything right mountain views amazing jungle um yeah and it was a hut basically and uh i remember like going to sleep and like i'm in this hut and i look up and there's a huge lizard just on top and i'm not i'm not talking about like a like a lizard that we see here in the desert i'm talking yeah. about like iguana sized on the top and i have like a, a net because there's so many bugs and oh, i and my i was like I, I signed up for this but i was so happy because it was a dope place so it opened up my eyes and i think like traveling blindly sometimes leads to the best experiences um, so yeah, the next one that I went to was like a five-star, uh, resort and like was my favorite place. It was in uh, Manuel Antonio and I had a, a, an amazing view from this like, uh, infinity pool that had three layers. Um, and I, I, I would go back in a heartbeat, you know,
1: explain what what was your most memorable experience? Cause I know that that's something we haven't even gotten into too much cause we know, you know, you work for Airbnb and stuff, but I've seen some of them on your Instagram and, and actually shout out your Instagram please like give me your your Instagram yeah. handle and then At JREP,
0: man that's my personal you'll see me just being me. That's, yeah. that's 100% me like um I'm about my business but if you if you're following me I've if, seen me hit in the bag a little bit. Yeah yeah I, yeah I box. I yeah. used to, you know. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm a boxer but like in this quarantine you got to get that frustration out so um yeah on my handle you're going to just see who I am.
1: Yeah so explain I don't know. Give me an experience, a memorable, memorable experience. I know I've seen I've seen one of yours was in Mexico, one of your posts, one in Costa Rica, I think one in Spain. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, like, give me what, what was your most memorable?
0: I'm very grateful to work for this company that's aligned with traveling around the world. And um, I think coming from the Coachella Valley, um, my lens was a little bit smaller and I knew I needed to expand it, right? Like, yeah. I think, like, you go to San Francisco and you, and you work with these people, who are, work for Airbnb and they have amazing travel stories, like like amazing travel stories. So I just like, I, I think I amplified my expectation of like taking at least two big trips a year. So thankfully enough, through this company, I've been able to work in different areas, um, like a Spain. Um, so I would say one of my favorite ones was like the first time I went to Europe um, and I had not been to Europe. So I decided to do something separate from Airbnb. I did a tour of like, gosh, I wanna say seven countries in seven days. Uh, and it was no way, too, way. way way too much way, way too, too much, much moving way on. too way much too like too in, in one day this had nothing to do with Airbnb i go on a separate tour um i'm with an am- amazing group of people Damn. um but i knew at the end state of this that like i'd go and end up at our paris office um and airbnb has like an amazing like office in paris um overlooking like one of the squares and it's it's just beautiful um and and like i'm very Grateful to be connected with people from across the world. Because, uh, like, at that time, I was doing a position that there was people just like me that existed in a Paris office. And it's like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're you do the same you, job you, I'm doing. You do the exact same thing. Let's talk about best practices and, and just how to be better. Right? Yeah. And, and
1: obviously, their experiences can help
0: you coming from France or whatever. You know? They can help Vi- you. Vice that. versa. You, yeah, look, you learn exactly. so much. And you're you kind of realize... Here's the similarities we have, regardless of like like geography, right? Yeah. So so yeah. I so I have friends like I think across the world that I like I appreciate right, and I think like they've helped me grow quite a bit. Going back to experiences, like I knew after this tour of being at like seven countries in seven days, that was exhausting. Um, so I spent about two weeks in Paris, and like I wanted to definitely have a dope space, so I decided to rent a boat, and this boat was a four bedroom. Boat where a family lived in the front, but I lived in the steer where like like you could actually like drive the oh, boat And it was a one it was a God. one bedroom in there oh, and right God. out my window was the Eiffel Tower Yeah, so, so I was working at the Paris office going back and forth for like this uh, this training that was going on and Every day I'd come back to my boat and like oh, yeah it's so interesting. Eating snails like 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 going out to the nightclubs there um, the other thing is I did a dope Airbnb experience there. And I mentioned before it being virtual, it was hands on and I sculpted. And so I sculpted my face in like three hours. Um, and it, this experience is still live, Unfortunately, because of what's going on, I, I, like, I got to figure out if it's bookable, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but that was one of the most rewarding things because I'm not a very artistic person. I know I have the capability, but to be there for three hours and then have the end result, have this sculpture of my face. That I made. That's pretty fucking cool. Rewarding, yeah, and this guy yeah. he he's an apprentice at the Louvre, which is a like if you know the Louvre, that's where the Mona Lisa is, right? So, um, his skill set was just amazing. So like, yeah, I think like experience wise, like it all trickles into what the city that you're traveling in, and what do you want to do, you know? And a lot of people, it's the food, the culture. Um, but yeah. What like, one it, place had the best food? Mexico City, yeah, for sure. Mexico City, hands down. Best taco. I'm a taco person. So, Mexico City has a place in my heart, for sure. Did you ever have a dangerous experience?
1: Did you ever feel like you were in danger at any point in your travels? <laughs> I, I feel mean, like you had to, bro. <laughs> if you're going to all these different places, you had to have I mean, some you, interesting, like, I won't thing, you know. say,
0: like, in my recent life. I think I'm more mature now to kind of assess the situations I don't, I like I think like as you get You're older, kind of more in control. Yeah, shit. you gotta be aware of your surroundings, right? Like yeah, I think yeah. I think you just gotta be cognitive, and I, I I'm a big believer in respect. So if you <laughs> if you like exude respect to others, it's hard to get negativity in, towards yeah, you. Exactly. And and, and yeah, situations will that. arise. Um, I think like a lot of my scenarios will be like, uh, Rosarito, right? Like I think of like r- <laughs> I think of my early days when I was like going to TJ and stuff like that. But this is outside of Airbnb. This is me and like. just just traveling yeah like just being out like but I think at that time it's just being being young young. being being young yeah but now yeah honestly I think you can be safe but you should be very aware of your surroundings like know culturally as well what's acceptable um because like you can't act with that same like chip on your shoulder from America everywhere you know what I mean you you have to be very accepting of others and if you don't have that lens like it's noticeable and it feels ignorant you know and they
1: have and they And they have different values, different lifestyles. Like I've obviously heard of, uh, I don't know which Asian countries. so I don't want to sound racist or anything, but like, you know, like, like they're so tight, the, the, the people live so close together that they'll just bump into you and that's not even being rude. That's just their lifestyle, I guess, you know, and that's kind of a weird, like Joe Rogan talked about that in a podcast, Mm -hmm. actually not, not too long ago. And he said one lady, one, one older, uh, wish I knew the fucking country, but older Asian lady, lady just straight walked into his like 11 year old girl, just straight hit her like all hard, yeah. And he was like, what do I do? You know,
0: he just kind of got to let it go. And just, It it's, it's tough because I think you need to take a multicultural lens. I'll take another, uh, model. Oh, yeah, 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 We'll yeah, pop yeah. it open. Um, but yeah, I think sure. you need to have like an open lens. Right. And like, I'll say the one thing I'm most excited for when this all goes past is traveling again. Right. Um, not being able to travel... Thank you, bro. Not being able to travel has put me in a place where I miss traveling so much. And, like, I look forward to the end of 2020, like, in November, October, these these times. Um, I was supposed to go to Spain in July to run with the Bulls. Really? I, 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 I've I, always wanted to do that. I know
1: one person that's done it. No one person. My buddy, actually, from Lickington High School. Shout yeah. out Jordan
0: Mayland. He did that, actually. And he, he like, lived in, a, like, a hostel for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I had a group of people that I went to Croatia with last year, um, and, and they have this amazing concept, man. Like, And like, shout out, they're called the out, out of Office Club, and what they do is they allow people to travel with other like-minded people that, for one week, get out of office, right? Because everyone, yeah. every, everyone likes, they obviously have to work, they have their PTO, so yeah. they plan their trips around holidays, like Labor Day, um, so I went to Croatia with them last year. How was that? Amazing, really amazing. Yeah. So how many, how many countries have you been to? Do you know? I can't actually. Nah, I, I like off the top. I like I. I What's I'm your estimate? Over twenty. Oh, um. Man. Yeah, and I think like a lot of it's happened over the last like couple years because I said I work for a company where. Um, you wanna travel. I think Europe it was easy to cross them off. I said seven and seven, right? So that was yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big South America traveler. I'm I'm Peruvian, so like I've gone to Peru four plus times. You know, I've been to Machu Picchu four times, right? So like it, it's it's something that I enjoy travel. It's a big part of my identity. Um at this point, like my my favorite thing and I think this is weird for people, I like to travel by myself, um, because I'm forced to really understand who I am, right? Like, I think, like, if you go by yourself, you give a fresh introduction of, like, who I am at this exact moment. Yeah, time. yeah. It's okay to travel with others as well, and I think, like, that's also a lot of fun, but there's some kind of vulnerability to say, like, I'm okay to just, like, learn new things and, like, introduce myself to new people. And I have, to credit out, like, a lot of friends are around the world because... I didn't know them before, so I had to introduce myself. Yeah, had
1: to, you had no choice. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. There, you're, you're the new
0: guy on the block, you Yeah, know, you gotta introduce yourself. Australians, you're crazy. <laughs> Australian, crazy. Australians stand out for me, for sure. I went to, so my Mexico City trip, I, uh, gosh, I want to say it was two years ago. I was the only American, and there was like 40 Australians. I, I want to no say No fucking before. way. Yeah. are wild, huh? Yeah, it was Thanksgiving, too. Um, so Thanksgiving, you think of like, this is a, uh, this is a big holiday, American holiday. Yeah. Um, and I like, it was my first Thanksgiving away from being with family, doing things. So I made all the Australian people my family. Really? Yeah, bought, awesome. pizza, bought pizza, we had tequila, turned up, I rented a dope Airbnb. Yeah, I just fucking partied it up. We had, uh, we had a good time. And I like, and I, and I still talk to so many people from that trip. <laughs> That's
1: so crazy, bro. That's yeah. so interesting. What, uh, what tips you got? What tips you got for anybody that is doing international traveling, you know? Like, cause a lot of us, I think a lot of people are scared to do that. Like a lot of people are like, fuck, I don't know. You know, they think they're gonna go get, they're gonna go to
0: Mexico and get their head cut off by the cartel. So what do you, what do you, what do you feel like, bro? I think it like so for Mexico specifically. I think it's respect, know your surroundings, where you're traveling, what the city is. Yeah. Um, doing a little bit of homework, having cash in your pocket, pay those Um, police officers off. That's happened to me a few times. So like, I think like so like luckily I do speak Spanish. So like being able to navigate out of a, a, a risky scenario, like, and having vessels in your pocket and just leveling with them, like, uh-huh. here's a scenario, um, you'll get out of a situation. But that's Mexico, right? I think Mexico, um, for the most part, is an amazing culture and, like, the people are very, I'll, I'll say, 85%, you're gonna be okay. That other 15% yeah, is, like, a little sketchy. It could be, right? Yeah, just just yeah. know, and if you feel that way, get away from the situation. <laughs> that, that's yeah, uh, that, that, yeah, that's I the common it. sense, right? Like, it. if you're yeah. out and you realize, well, wow, I probably shouldn't be here or doing this, you probably shouldn't. So no, like so this. I would say that for, for Mexico specifically. I think like, if I was to think about travel trends, I think international travel is going to take a hit for a little bit. Um, I think it's more so the current state of the United States and then also internationally. Um, We're not as welcoming to people coming to us. Yeah. So how are they going to be receptive to us going to them? And how,
1: have, how have you experienced that traveling yourself? Do you feel like as long as you're respectful to people, they respect you. Or do you think people kind of still hold some sort of grudge against you because you are American? You are from. The um, United
0: States? I think so. It comes in a couple ways. I think like the the international lens really depends on how they look at things, right? So there's like our culture is very Hollywood. So there's a lot of things to comment on, but it's not very reflective, right? California is a huge state. So yeah. so like the yeah. Bay compared to LA, we see it very different. Mm-hmm. Um, from an international lens, like you're from California, it's the same shit. you're Hollywood, right? So I think it's like, um, all dependent on where you go and, and in different places are going to have different stigmas. Um, I think a big thing is like, and like not to get into politics is just Trump as, as a whole has a, has a persona, right? So, yeah, so internationally yeah. people are going to mention that. And I think that was the most noticeable thing. They're going to um, almost
1: view you kind of like as your president. Yeah. Kind of the same stigma.
0: And it's, like, interesting, too. And that's my favorite part is actually asking people, what is it that you think about Americans, right? Because, like, you can actually change their perspective. And that's one of my favorite things is to be, like, we're not all, like, what you may be thought. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, the not, the we're and, not the stereotype. And and, and, sometimes the stereotype. and sometimes the stereotype's a positive thing, right? Like, like, you know what I mean? Fun, energetic. It could be these things that are, like, it's yeah, not yeah, necessarily yeah. a negative thing. Um, but, like... Yeah, one of my favorite things is just staying human. Like, regardless of where you're at. It doesn't really matter, right? We're all kind of the same. When it comes down
1: to it, we're all the same. We all gotta I don't know, deal with the same issues yeah. and obstacles and
0: life. We're all the same. Like my thing is food, right? I think food <laughs> I, it, I, say, I, I I say I say food brings people together. Um and I don't know if it's my Peruvian side, but like the important discussions in life happen over a meal, right? So like you can break bread with someone and like yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Those are some of my favorite moments of just being together and like eating and commenting on how great a food is, right? Whether it's local, whether it's something from another. You guys can relate no matter what. No every, matter every, what, everyone eats. Mm-hmm. Everyone, yeah. everyone eats, bro. So, so like that's one of the moments that like um, every trip that I've been on, I can think of a meal that I enjoyed. So I, I take that with me.
1: Okay, so so speaking on food, have yeah. you had any any wild foods? I mean anything that was yeah. like what the fuck is So
0: this? so in Peru they have something called Cuy. and uh, if, if like people don't know what Cuy is it's a uh, it's like a hamster. No so, shit. Yeah, man. like gerbil hamster. Um, and I went to my family. My family's from Huacho in Peru, which is kind of like it's a beach area, but a little bit not hood, but you know it's not it's not as wealthy. It's a little it's in poverty. Um, so going into Huacho. Um, they got those crazy food. So like, I posted on my Instagram a while ago, and it looks like a platypus that's been fried. Mm, Oh Um, my god! And I and I I was completely down to try it, right? Like, I think the thing is, is people were like, "Oh, this is disgusting." I I, think you know what I mean, but like, it's a local delicacy. (laughs) And if you go to Peru, like the, the mascots for different like sports teams are this fucking hamster. Like they're like 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 you know what I mean? Really the dead hamster? No, not dead. Oh, no, not oh, not dead. 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 that's a, so a friendly, wild. A a, Dude, that's a, a, so a, a wild. friendly hamster, a friendly hamster. So like I think Kui, for sure is like one of the top up there. Um Escargot, which is snails in, in Paris is like obviously Was that um, good? You know I... tastes. Flavorful. They're just chewy, you know what I mean. Like I think that it's it's not horrible, but I, I, I'm I, you'll always have me try something. Um, like if you want me to try, and and I haven't been to East Asia. That's that that's the area that like I would love to go. Um, but you get me into Thailand or like Cambodia or like Laos, Vietnam. Um, I yeah. know that the delicacies are very different. Um, so I won't shy away from trying things. Have you? Um... I guess from your travels,
1: I, I, I I'm just so interested because I have only been in the United States, but but uh, was there any like shock to the system in lifestyle when you when you or maybe even like just because obviously we live in a, a democracy or a, yeah or a democratic republic if I'm gonna be correct, um, we feel like we're free all the time you know you know sure. we kind of do what we want to do was there any experience that kind of was eye opening where you're like you know just
0: I wow. T- yeah, I, like there's a couple experience. So I think currency is an interesting thing because like, you go somewhere, and we know the dollar so well, right? So like yeah. we're very comfortable knowing how much things cost. So as you go to a new country, you you have to relearn a new currency, right? And like the the exchange of that is like. What is that for dollars in your mind, right? It's like what is this in English, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah, you're yeah. hearing their language, but then you have to translate it. So, so just when you think of like their local currency, you get caught off guard and you can get shell shocked by like the numbers that you see, right? So like five hundred. Yeah. whatever. Like yeah, I think I, I think dollars. like in Croatia it was kuna, and I was I was thrown off by the kuna, and then I have a bunch of kuna in my pocket, right? So you're just constantly trying to figure that out. Um, I wouldn't say that's a social contract. I think that's just more like the financials of things. Um, Standout moments would probably be, like, in Europe, realizing what was okay as far as, like, sharing information. Um, There's, like, a lot of privacy laws, and, like, the U.S. doesn't have those. So, like, you know, you have to be very careful about what information you can see and cannot see, right? So, Mm. So I think that was a little bit, like you can get in a lot of trouble because you, you can see things in the U.S. that's not acceptable. Yeah, no
1: idea. You have no idea, yeah, obviously. Yeah.
0: So censorship is a little bit different. Um, and then connectivity, right? Like, I think as you travel, you realize how important Wi-Fi is, right? Like, like you don't have a cell phone, so it's, like, like we, it's a gift for us to be – we complain about slow service or not being able to check your Instagram. There's countries that, yeah, they're just not set up for that. So you could go dark for a while. That's, that's different, right? Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you yeah. just you just don't know what's going on. So imagine in the midst of a pandemic or information, you're not hearing any of it. You you're just not even yeah, it's, it. it's not a resource at that time. So that's different, man. I could I could see that. And
1: uh how do you just on that? How do you feel about cell phones and social media? Do you feel like it, it, it's an I don't know more of an issue, or do
0: you think it's a benefit? Do you think it's I'm uh. I'm torn because I think it's such a like important time in history that we are, we have access to information. So what, quickly what I'm worried about is the wrong information. Right? So like, for example, if you would re- rewind the clock and you wanted to find a tattoo artist, right? Mm-hmm. How hard was it? You would be word of mouth and you'd be like, Oh yeah, like, like I know this guy that does tattoos. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. now you can go on Instagram and be able to see like, Oh, this is a respected artist that has a million followers. So, exactly. that, and I'll I'll actually like to get back into vacation rentals. You think of the same thing for interior designers, um, or just like there's just a lot of like ad flow going right. Like your explore page right now is a reflection of what you've been searching. Um. And yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It, 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 it <laughs> exactly. is right. So. So, so like. So if you look at your explore page, you know exactly what you're looking at. Yeah. And, like, and I, it's and all gym shit. People working out, all crazy.
0: <laughs> if, if yeah, they're, and they're gonna market right. So I think. Yeah. Right, so right now is a very interesting time. Um, we're all home, so we're using social media probably more than ever. Uh, in my eyes, right. Like I think I'm pretty sure. As yeah. you post a story or you're doing a Snapchat you're probably seeing more people engaged than ever, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, if we're disconnected as a world, like, the social media allows you to feel a little bit closer. To you're say, still connected, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like, I know what you did today, right? <laughs> and, like, that's an interesting fact of all this. So um, I won't say it's a pro or con today. I do think it's an interesting um, ad source, right? People are making money. A lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, uh,
1: um, do you see any... Do you see i don't know the future as in like do you think virtual reality or uh, what is it uh, augmented reality do you do you see those being like big do you see any adjustment in social media do you think yeah do you think we're going to like continue to use phones do you think there's going to be like any change in that because i feel like there's something that becomes so like everyday like let's say like even cable Cable becomes so everyday. Cable boxes and TV, and I feel like that's not even used that often anymore. Yeah, I feel like most people are just on YouTube, mostly on their phones, watching Netflix. Like most people don't even or or phones, even like your home phone. Your home phone's not around anymore. Yeah. like so, like do you, do you see like people still using the cell phone, or do you see there being like some big change? I think coming the, soon. I, I think guess.
0: the biggest change, and it's a fact right now, is how many people are working from home using Zoom, Webex um skype and i think that's what's going to actually change the workforce more than anything else because you're realizing a lot of businesses rent their spaces right so they feel like it was necessary to have an office space to have people congregate together to do these meetings and feel like a team and right now teams are remote and they're working from home and I think a lot of employees are going to want to continue working from home, right? And I think it's a little easier, just a
1: little bit easier. It might be. It might be.
0: I, I've also seen the 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 adverse of like people having kids or just not having enough space, right? Yeah. So like like imagine <laughs> there should be a clear distinction to say like I have a house and I have work, right? And right I now, saw,
1: dude, I saw. I'm sorry, I just
0: yeah. I saw this lady.
1: She was doing a Zoom, and she was like a, a teacher or something, and her husband was. Just got out the shower, bro. I was putting his clothes on, bro. And it was just right there in his fucking... His tidy whities, dude. And I've seen another Zoom where a fucking dude was... He was in a college course. And he's like, listen to the professor. And this dude just sparks up a blunt. And he's just smoking a blunt during the... During the class, dude. So I can definitely see the cons
0: of... There's a lot of cons and unpredictability, but what I think the takeaway here is that um, it's going to change the way that we rent spaces and and decide what what meeting had to be in person and what meeting had to be uh, digital or what could have been email, right? So I think um, the biggest change will probably be in how we interact with each other. Um, because this virtual space right now seems to be working and in some ways it's actually been better, right? Like I've seen cases where like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share a personal, like, um, being able to connect with family for a birthday or a, uh, Easter party, um, people that I probably wouldn't have seen in person were in the zoom chat and, and participating and being engaged because exactly, so. you're right there at home. So it's how much easier just to just, yeah, the, it's hit not, it's not hard to, it's not as hard to connect by saying, Hey, like I'm also by myself in this situation and Zoom has made a platform where you can connect, right? So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think that's probably the biggest change. I think cell phones as a whole, um, the accessibility everyone has a cell phone, but like um, being able to to broadcast your information um, at the tip of your hands. Right now, you can take an Airbnb reservation. You can tweet what you're feeling. You can make a podcast. Like that's that's where we are today, right? And like you've given a tool to so many. Uh, voices, so so right now, some voices are gonna take a lot more strength and like get attention. Um, and I think of some people right now that like you wouldn't have known post quarantine, right? Some voices are really like like yeah. you want to listen because there's nothing else going on. No, yeah, like yeah. there's not
1: even I feel like TV's not even productions halted Production on style. everything. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't know even I guess cell phones gave everybody a voice. You know, yeah. give everybody an opportunity, and and kind of made it a little more open.
0: And taking it back, like I, like I, I, I'm just in a reminiscent sense, so I remember like, don't call me past nine. Like I don't have minutes right now. Exactly. <laughs> that was a, that was the yeah, thing, exactly. right? There was limitations yeah, to yeah, yeah. to yeah. communication. Yeah. And like, yep. not that many people were complaining about their cell phone bills. That's actually what you would probably consider essential: is that you need to continue paying your cell phone bill. Right. So there's like, <laughs> That's so crazy. Right. Man, if, man. if you kind of think about that concept, no one's really questioning. Right. As you go through your bills, your rent, you're paying yourself on bill. You're not, you're not letting that. Yeah. Everybody's using their
1: cell phone every day. That's like their one thing. They, yeah. They got to be, uh, the you know be on the Wi Fi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, I think, I think we're pretty, pretty good. looks like we're about an hour in, so I think we should wrap it up. I think it's been a pretty good podcast. Uh, again shout out your instagram one more time or whatever social media and then i guess i think we should leave them with you know i i guess i don't know a tip for anybody that's just one tip i guess for anybody that's looking to buy a home anybody that's looking to rent their home yeah just anything with real estate give them one good tip that that anybody could take take home today i guess
0: i think uh off the top is that believe in yourself and navigating through this new space um Obviously that it's an unprecedented time people are not sure what the next steps are. Um, my future state of what I'm seeing is that like there will be a lot of inventory and in real estate that's gonna be hitting the market. Um, so just keep your keep saving and be ready to kind of get an opportunity. Um, we're in a historic time where like if you look at two thousand and eight, there was a recession, a lot of homes went into foreclosure. Cause the market kind of just the, the bubble burst. Right. Um, and I think similarly right now you're going to have a lot of homes that don't know what to do next, like secondary homes investment. And like, it's a tough time for people, but there's opportunity right now. So I would say take your time, don't do anything rash or like, you know, like impulsive, um, and make a plan. Like, like I think if there's anything that you can do and look back in 2020 is that you plan things out well. So, it's not going to happen this year. It's going to happen in 2022, 2024. And a lot of the success that I saw is because I wrote down what I was looking for. I like knew yeah, what I wanted true. and I always make a plan and I think 70% of your plan can come true because you control the output. You control the effort. Yeah. If you say I'm going to yeah, do yeah. If, I, if I'm going to do this, you got to stay committed to it. So, to this day, do you still write down your goals? I do. Yeah, I write. So, you think it's very important? Yeah. I know. I, I slip on this, right? Like, I think that's, like, a like a thing. Like, I open up a journal and say, this is what I want for myself. And, like, you need a separation to say, who is your work self? Who is your personal self? And then family. You know what I mean? There's just different buckets, right? So, yeah, like, I yeah, think yeah. I have goals in each of those buckets. Um, but in this career sense, like... Yeah, we live in the Coachella Valley. There's a lot of dope opportunity here. Coachella has a contract here until 2030, right? So, it's coming back. So, like, there's things to look forward to. Really? I don't even
1: know when the contract is. Until 2030.
0: That's another 10 years. Yeah, so there's, there's just more to come. And, like... If you guys need help, like, I think the other thing is finding a good mentor and, like, someone to talk to because, like, there's a lot of people in the shoes of, like, this is my first time doing an Airbnb. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know what to do next. Because they know what the concept is, but, like, the quality of photos, caring about your guest, is the Wi-Fi good? You know what I mean? Those, like, fundamentals make the difference and, like, caring about it. So, that's think, what rose my passion, man.
1: I think and, – and, and I just – I also think that, that – Obviously, those those issues, but people are obviously worried about just their house. You know, like throwing it on Airbnb and hoping yeah. their house doesn't get just fucked up by the guests. that
0: yeah. they're trying to take care of. It's setting expectations. This is the most important part that I think is like like you'll get respect if you put it out there. If you don't introduce yourself beforehand, it's very easy to to disrespect something, right? So that like I, so so I make it I make it a yeah. point that they know that I'm invested in my property, that these things are special. So, like, I, I like, I'm very personal in my business. Um, and from that, I feel like I've gotten great respect and very limited damages. Um, there's always that case where there could be, things go wrong, you know what I mean? People are going to drop a, a glass. You got a plan
1: for that. Yeah,
0: and, and, and you have to feel okay about that. Don't be butthurt because a towel got dirty or things like that. That's the cost of doing business. Um, but really, just understand, like, you're enabling people to have an amazing vacation. And if you have that attitude and say, I want to make my house as like, comfortable as possible so these people can enjoy it, you're going to feel good at the end result when they did enjoy it. And that's like what you should try to base your motivation off. Because if you're saying, I'm in it to make money, you're going to be pissed when you lose money. Yeah. That's the difference. Exactly. That's the, that's the difference right? So like, You gonna overreact. Yeah. I I just I honestly like connecting with people and just being able to help them have good vacations. If they can leave here and say I had the best time visiting the desert, and I want to come back to your place, I feel like I did a good job. So that's that's what leads me, and I yeah. hope to do that every like like you know I'll, I'll buy more properties over time, and like figure out where the best place to be going is, um, like whether it be Costa Rica like I was saying Europe, but like. Ultimately, you gotta deliver experience that you would want yourself, right? Like when I was telling you about that boat, yeah. how excited that I was, was. So crazy. That's yeah. what you should be doing is like build something that you want to take a trip and hype people. When people you. go, they're like, "This is unforgettable." You know, exactly. they go home and they're like, "I want to go
1: back next year and yeah. try the same." Or, or
0: like those pictures exist, right? Like I was saying, Instagram. Yeah, like people are like, "We yeah, had yeah. such a good time and like made memories at that house." So like, if that's your goal you're going to feel a lot better. But if you're like, I'm just about the money. I care about this. I'm going to get cheap IKEA stuff. And I'm not really going to put my love and heart into this. That's the output you're going to get. So just know, just know that as you're weighing it in. And then also like do your homework, you know, like a lot of people are doing this right now. So it's like the information and the playbooks are out there. Don't feel like you need to do it by yourself. You know what I mean? Like talk to people, there are people that have already been. And there's a lot of.
1: I'm sure there's a lot of free information out there. You mm-hmm. can just search that shit up. Hundred percent. YouTube is
0: filled with it. Um, it, The hard thing is that like you don't know how credible a lot of the information is if they're doing well. Yeah. I mean, but tr- trust, but tr- yeah. trust trust I like always trust your gut. Always trust your gut. If you feel like something's off, it probably is. <laughs> like like that. Yeah, that, that's important. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's kind of most people. You know, you, you a lot of people too. When you you end up. When you don't trust your gut, you it obviously turns out the wrong way and you're yeah. like, well, I should have just trusted what I knew. You basically know most of the time what the, what, the, look the right choice is. The look
0: back is like, yeah, you'll realize after a year of renting, like, okay, this is what went well and here's what could have went better. Yeah. So yeah. also know that you're going to continuously reinvest in the property, buy new, new sheets and like, that's just the cost, right? So, but overall, yeah, I think it's just having good motivation and good guidance, have a, have a, have a plan, man. The plan, the plan is so crucial. If you just, if you just guess and do that, um, like I, I see a lot of people say, I'm going to do this right now and they're not doing it in three months. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so like, if you're going to yeah. do it, just write down and make a commitment to yourself. A plan and a good mindset. I think. Yeah. That's positive, posi- think. positivity. Yeah. The, and, and you know what? My, one of my big, like one of my biggest things is people tell me I can't do things. So like, if, if you tell me, what's the best way to do things. yeah yeah exactly exactly i think i think i was doubted early and i love being able to convince people like okay like you did that and like i respect it and like i don't do it for them i do it for myself but it's such an it's a rewarding aspect when people are like can you help me or like what's next yeah yeah, you know because then because then it's like full circle of like okay like I'm on the right path of what I'm doing. And my plan's working. Now they
1: believe in you. Yeah. 100% believe in you. Now you're the leader, basically. Now they're mm-hmm. like,
0: damn, this fool knows
1: what he's talking about. Yeah. He actually put what he was saying and actually did it. Yeah.
0: And I and I, I love helping, man. Like I said, I think that there's a lot of people here in the desert that don't know where to go next. And like, you guys can hit me up. If you do have questions, it's at JREP. Um And like, I actually specialize in helping people that are like, Latino families that don't know what they're doing and they're trying to figure it out. Maybe they have a housekeeping business or a cleaning business and they just don't know how to amplify and go next. They don't know how to get their house on Airbnb. Um and that was my family. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying is like like yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. you don't know and you don't like like a lot of people think you need to invest a lot of money to like make a business. This allowed entrepreneurs to be there. A lot of us have the skill set to do that, a lot of us have the families that can help. So like you just gotta lean on each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And that, and and it's it, it. Sometimes it doesn't take as much money as you think to make that extra fact. That extra cash. You know? Yeah,
0: and if you're in it just for the Coachella weekend, that's okay too. Like you don't need <laughs> yeah, to, you do know, you, yeah. you don't need to do it year round. So just know like if you're if if you have a goal and that goal is like I'm just gonna make money for these three weeks. You can also do that too and, just, yeah. and dip out and exactly. then like that could pay for a vacation, right? Like a, lot, a lot of people here will go on vacation just for April, right? Because they knew like, and and, and unfortunately it was canceled this year, but I knew a handful of people were like, Coachella pays for my vacation to Mexico. I go on
1: vacation, they, I rent my house out for yeah. a couple weeks and that's it.
0: it. It's not a primary source of income and you can make it one if you'd like. You can make it your business. Like I said, I have, but like in many ways like you can also use it as supplement. And it's, yeah. and it's that, that initial side hustle that I appreciate. Um, and anyone's capable of this. And know? I think
1: that's kind of a, the epitome of a grinder. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to find that side hustle. You're going to yeah. continue to find some way to make money. That's that, the
0: only way to keep moving up the ladder. You can't stop. That's just my love, yeah. yeah, It's being able to, to find something that you can push further and then make a side income. Because yeah. I think side income, there's many ways to do it. And I'm just glad it's a legal, structured way, you know, and, and it exists, right? Like, I think, like, a, a lot of ingenuity and, like, creativity has to happen. And a lot of that foundation's already been done. Airbnb exists, right? VRBO, these other rental sites, um, they laid the groundwork for anyone to just throw pictures on say, hey, my house is available for this month. Do you want to rent it out? And, like, that, that's anyone who has space, right? So, do your homework, have a plan, stay positive. And ask for help, like you know what I mean. That like I think, is. yeah,
1: just like it. That's what it is. Reach out, reach out. Bro. Everybody's in it together. Twenty eighth episode. Shout out to my boy Jimmy. Thanks yeah, for, being thanks on, for having me, bro. Yeah, that was good. A good podcast. Use the restroom, bro.